Todd Weber. And I'm Jeff Shepard, and this is another edition of This May Help You, real talk about fitness and nutrition. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about how your body type finds your activity. And, and so Jeff is going to start off our podcast in describing uh, kind of some of the experiences that he's had with people and why we think that this really rings true, why your body kind of decides what your activity is sometimes uh, rather than you. So Jeff, tell me, why or how does your body type find your activity? Well, I think, um, you know, the best way to do that is sort of, uh, I'll just start with a, a story of a, an old client of mine um, who she was short, probably about five, three or so, and uh, built with like broad shoulders um, and, and things like that. But, and, but she had a lot of her friends were all runners. They were all a little bit taller and thinner. And she wanted to run with them. She wanted to be a runner because all her friends were runners. So we were sort of working towards, that was part of one of her goals, many of her goals, but that was one of them, um, to get her to be a better runner. And she just was always frustrated that she could never really keep up with her friends. Uh, and, uh, you, you know, we worked. She got better at what she was doing. But the whole thing was, she got frustrated with it. And, and that's when I sort of brought up this idea that you're just not built as a runner. Doesn't mean you can't run. It doesn't mean you have to stop training and being with your friends. <clears throat> you're just not going to probably have that same um, speed and endurance or whatever else when it comes to running. She was kind of built more for uh lifting heavy things kind of thing. But that's not what she wanted to do. Um, but what I'm getting at is sometimes, uh, but it turned out she also didn't want to run. She kind of felt it to be really awkward, but felt like she had to. So what I got to the point when I, what I'm getting to in all this is the fact that uh, we started looking for other things that she could do that sort of fit her body type better um and ultimately i think she ended up she is she moved so i never really got unfortunately never got to see the final result of this sort of experiment and slash search that we were doing together but i think she ended up um i maybe in if not crossfit something similar doing more powerlifting stuff and found it she was very good at it because her body was sort of built for that kind of exercise and ultimately, what I'm getting at here is once she found what she was good at, she became excited about it. She could see bigger pieces, bigger improvements happening in her life because that's what her body was sort of built to do. Um, I think she still runs. I'm not sure. Probably still runs. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> but ultimately, you know, sometimes it takes time to, to look at your body, be you know, criti not critical of it, but just be truthful to yourself. It's like, do I have a body to do what I'm doing right now? And uh, maybe just investigate other things. I'm not saying you can't do whatever it is you're doing. Like I said, if you're, if you're a bodybuilder shape, but you hate bodybuilding, but you want to run, then run. Just mm -hmm. understand you're never going to be uh, 
you're not going to have the body type to be an amazing runner because that's not how you're built. So that's kind of what I'm getting at. Investigate where you should be maybe. Yeah. And it, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of how, I don't know what I was watching recently, but someone was talking about how he's like, yeah, you know, I'm six five. And so everyone that ever looks at me and talks with me said, you basketball player, you must, you must play basketball. Right. You know, and he was always like, no, I, I don't play basketball. I'm not any good at basketball, but people just assume that you're supposed to play right. basketball if you're tall. And I'm assuming that, that this individual uh, was probably encouraged to play basketball at some point in time uh, when he was younger, because you're tall, you must be good at that. But to your point, you need to find something that you enjoy. And, and so it's, it's kind of a little bit of both, I feel like, because, you know, you have to work at something because a lot of things that you try to do, you're going to suck at for a while. And pretty much anything. Yes. Pretty, pretty much right anything. at, at yeah. the beginning. At, yes. Yeah. And, and even if it, even if it's just raw um, aerobic capacity and not, you know, ball skills or, or game theory or whatever the heck it is that you're playing, um, it takes a little bit even to, to do that. Um, I can tell you, I, I didn't, I didn't plan on this, I guess, but um, I growing up played football and this is kind of the social aspect, I guess, because my friends played football and that's just what we were supposed to do. And the cross country team at my school was, was made up of all the, the dorky kids. And, you know, I was <laughs> obviously really cool. Jack, so, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't belong with those dorky kids. You know, it's kind of <laughs> one of those things where it's like, that's a high school thing. Once you get into college, then the dorky kids can actually be cool too. But like you think in right. high school, like, oh, no, they're, they're the dorky kids. But anyways, uh, kind of what I'm getting at here is that, you know, due to my peer group, I thought I should play football. And um, it turns out that I wasn't really great at football. I just was not aggressive enough, right? Like what I needed to do is get between those lines and try to inflict pain. That's right. what a lot of people do. Instead, I was like trying to diagnose the play and wasn't playing angry. Like you got to play angry if you're, if you're playing football. You can't just be out there willy-nilly. Um, anyways, um, Jeff, where, where am I going with this? You I don't know. I was well, I'll, I'll tell you, but it, it's interesting that you brought that up. I did not know that you played football in high school. Yes. Because if you were to look at you, you you're, you're a fairly tall, thin person, and yes. you don't have the body of a football player at all. Maybe a, maybe a kicker, maybe a <laughs> wide receiver. But <clears throat> uh, All right, Jeff, Jeff thank you. You, you. you got me back on track. So uh, my dad um, – went to state twice, I think, for cross country uh, back, back in his day. So he was, he was a pretty good runner. And so then my older sister and my dad would run. And so I, there's pictures, family pictures of, of the two of them doing races when my older sister Karen was in like sixth and seventh grade type of thing. And I think they asked me to run a couple of times, but I just really wasn't interested. And I said, that gene must have skipped me because I'm just not good at running. I, that's not my thing. If you fast forward, though, into college, 
and, and graduate school more so, I guess, than college. But um, I started cycling. I started running. I really like cycling. And so I got into doing triathlons for a little short period of time before I overdid it and hurt myself and never recovered. So don't do that. But, you know, it was, I, I kind of knew in high school that I liked training and lifting weights better than I liked playing football per se. And I love watching football. I think it's great. It's super exciting. Sometimes it's a little violent, especially, you know, the first kind of in the preseason, the first few weeks. I'm like, God dang, like, oh, I don't know how this is still a sport. This is crazy. Uh, and, then, and then you just get kind of used to it and, you know, become a fan again. But point being is that um, I liked exercise and lifting weights better than uh, then I liked football and just due to my kind of my peer group, I thought I should be playing football uh, right. rather than focusing on lifting weights. And, and, you know, I just didn't have all the opportunities that other, that, that are around today uh, as well. And, and growing up in a small town, you know, there is no rock climbing. It was in Wisconsin. There's hiking, but people don't really hike. So sometimes it's, it's a cultural kind of regional thing uh, as well. Yeah. Yeah, and that actually makes sense to me because I, I grew up in the southeast and the idea that you rode a bicycle past the time that you could have a driver's license was considered weird and funny. So I didn't ride a bicycle. Uh, but once I got out here and started riding, I noticed that that's kind of what I was built for. Um, which, you know, kind of, so, um, which kind of builds on the other aspect of this is what we're talking about isn't just your body shape or your body type, it kind of has a physiological aspect to it too. It's sort of what type muscle you have more predominant in your body. Mm -hmm. So if you have something that's going to be more like, I, I'm pretty sure I, I probably have more endurance or type one muscle mass than I do type two or type two X, which is more the muscle mass that helps you lift heavy things. Mm -hmm. Uh, where type one will help you as you know, uh, endure longer periods of time with the contraction. So I think that's part of it, right? So mm -hmm. because I have more of that, I assume, I'm just guessing because I've never had it tested, but I'm assuming I probably have more of that endurance style muscle, which made when I rode a bike, I could go longer, I could do more things, so therefore I felt more accomplished with it. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean like we've had other previous podcasts, like you've talked about, doesn't mean I haven't lifted weights and still have that weird desire sometimes to get really super strong mm -hmm. that shit ain't happening with me <laughs> um but again it just because i have one thing doesn't mean i don't have a desire to try something else i just have to be a understanding it's like your your body type when people say that there's something to it your body type just isn't going to get you where you think you're going to go mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I think there's a there's a myth in the fitness community that if you just work hard enough and if you just keep at it, keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it, that you'll somehow, you know, basically turn into something you're not, right? It, you'll, you'll turn into that, as, as in, what is it, pod number two, the pornification of fitness. You'll turn into that fitness model. And, and that's another thing, like, it doesn't matter how much you diet and lift weights. You're just not going to look like that person. Like, some people, are, they just won the genetic lottery and they just – look good by our culture standards and right that's that's just what it is and you're not going to be able to do that 
Oh. That doesn't mean you can't do other things. And I think that's where it all comes back to as well. And I think, you know, you sort of talked about it with your own, your, your own path a little bit. You started out with football, but you started doing other things, uh, riding bicycles, swimming, running, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And you found that fit you better. And I think, and I think that's kind of where I'm going with this is your body type finds your activity is sort of to, to, if you don't know what that activity is, is, as long as you can and afford it and all the other things that go along with it, mm-hmm. uh, investigate a bunch of different, ex- do, do a bunch of different stuff. Go to jujitsu for a while. See if that works. Do fencing. If running doesn't do, how many cycling, maybe you know, power lifting. You never know where you're going to end up. You never know what kind of body you know, you're, what's going to work for you. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, rock climbing is another one. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where I was going with this. Yeah. And I, I think too, um, that just because you're interested in one thing now doesn't mean that you can't switch back or do something different. So when I, when I was doing my triathlons, right. I mean, that's, uh, you know, I did so much swimming and, you know, sometimes two days and biking and running that I didn't, I didn't touch any weights. I mean, I probably should have lifted a little bit, you know, snuck in a day or two here or there, but when you're training that hard on those other events, you just, I don't know. I just let it slip. I, I didn't do it. Um, but so I, I hadn't lifted weights in, in years and then I came back to it and then weightlifting became my main mode of activity. And it was until, you know, fairly recently. And now, honestly, um, my 13 month old and I, I have a little bike seat. Um, so I put her on the back and, and so we'll go out for bike rides just to kind of burn some time and for me to get a little exercise. And that's really my activity right now. And right. And that's also fine. One of the things I wanted to get into a little bit too with this pot is um, there, there, there's something called, and there's probably more than this, but the 10 components of fitness. And so you can look and it's like, Oh, you know, your muscular strength, your, your muscular power, your endurance, your flexibility, your, whatever they are, I can't even, I can't even list all of them, but there, there seems to be this kind of fitness purism that you're supposed to, you know, be really good and maintain all of these at all times. And that just takes an extreme amount of dedication. And so right Right. now, when I, when I go out on these bike rides with my little one, I mean, there are some, some hills, um, you know, we're in Denver and if you've never visited Denver, you probably think of Colorado as being really hilly, but Denver's really not that hilly. Most of Denver is pretty flat, but, uh, there are some hills. And so I have to work a little bit getting up there. But, you know, when I look at my ride after I'm done, I, uh, you know, averaged at the fastest 12 miles an hour. <laughs> right. <so laughs> I'm, I'm not going that fast. And, um, and so, you know, even my aerobic fitness really isn't that hot, uh, but I'm comfortable with that. And, and it's kind of like, why do I need my aerobic fitness to be really high? I don't need my VO2 max uh, to be super high. Like, there's no point in it right now. And I think people fall into those different metric traps as well. Right. Yeah. And I think that's part of it is, and, and that does sort of come back to, I guess, <clears throat> the, in my story at the beginning, my client mm-hmm. who was 
you know, one of the things she kept trying to get her metrics to, to match up closer to her taller, more uh, lanky is not really the right word I was using, but that's what I'm coming mm-hmm. up with mm-hmm. friend. And, you know, she was like, well, you know, I had to get me and my VO two max needs to be higher. I need to, you know, I need to do all this stuff. And I was like, well, yeah, maybe if, you know, but it's, you're right. Is, does it really, is it really worth it? Is it, are you really, does it all really matter to you or can you even get there because you just don't have the body type for this? Mm-hmm. And, and you're right. Some people will kill themselves over something they can never actually ever get to. Mm-hmm. Or, or they'll, they'll never get to the version of in their head of what they're supposed to get to. Oh, right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. And, and, uh, you know, maybe we're speaking more towards type, towards type A personalities more than anything else, but mm-hmm. the, you know, in a lot of ways, um, it can, it can hit it, everybody, you know, it's, it's hit you, it's hit me and that whole, I've got to get better. I got to get stronger. I got to do mm-hmm. all this. Mm-hmm. And he, sometimes it's better to stand back and go, why? <laughs> yeah. 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 Why, why, why the hell am I doing this? Why? I mean, other, other than, I want to be able to move well. I want to be able to have, you know, not have to go to the doctor very often. All those things that go along with having good health. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, I'm like, I don't know what, you know, I, I'm, I'm never going to be a professional anything when it comes to an athlete. Mm-hmm. So why do I need to train like I'm going to be? Yeah. Yeah. So. No, totally um, agree. You know, I know we um, kind of got off topic there, but. Well, yeah. One point I want to make on, um, on body type as well is that um, so we're saying, well, you know, if you're a certain body type, you'll never be good at this certain thing. Um, you know, there, there's always exceptions and um, you know, maybe you'll not, you, you won't be the best at something, but um, you know, I can think when I was doing triathlons and, and I see these top guys averaging like 26 miles an hour on their bike. And, and the last race that I did, I averaged 22 miles an hour, which I thought, dang, you know, that's pretty good. But I'm never going to get to 26 miles an hour. Like, how do these right. psychos do this? It's incredible, you know. But um, what I wanted to bring up wasn't that. It was that I remember seeing uh, some some women that if I saw them on the street, uh, I wouldn't say, oh, yeah, they're like a pretty good triathlete. But, right. man, I remember seeing a few women out there that I was like, you're just as good as me, if not better. And I have the, the prototypical body type and you don't like you have a little bit broader shoulders. You, you look more like a the swimmer for, for lack of a better term. Um, and, and they, they'd still be really good. Right. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things too, where you, you can't, you can't judge the book by its cover. And um, so, but I kind of wonder when you say that, you just said that and it just brought something up in my head and this is just, I'm just curious. Yeah. You know, everybody seems to have their strong point in a triathlon. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If, I don't, I'm not that familiar with training triathletes and things like that, but I would think that most everybody is either a strong runner or strong swimmer or a strong cyclist. Yeah. But rarely you can have someone who's all three. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of wonder if they're, if you're getting into the nuance of body types now. Right. So you're just talking about somebody has broad shoulders and probably mm-hmm. has really longer arms is probably going to be a really fast swimmer but they may be a slower cyclist, but they've made it up at the swimming. Um, I don't know. I don't, I just sort of interesting that you said that, that mm-hmm. it's, well, no, I, I think, I think that can totally be it. Right. Cause I remember I sucked at swimming. Like I, 
I tried and tried and tried and I just wasn't very good at it. You know, I, I just, I, I was doing triathlons really primarily because I loved the road cycle. And then it just gave me an avenue to road cycle and, and to compete um, without getting into all those crazy people that are in, you know, cat one, two and three road cycling or whatever, right, whatever right. it is. Right. So um, I was just like, Oh, like that, that was kind of my entry, my foray into the sport uh, of cycling was, Oh, well people do triathlon. So, and I had tried one. Um, <clears throat> I bought my first road bike to do a triathlon uh, because I'm trying to think of what I even had. Oh, I had my old steel frame uh, Schwinn and my sister right. and I and, and a couple of friends were going to do, um, I referenced this earlier, we we're going to do this triathlon where it's 32 miles of biking. And I just said, there's no way in hell I'm going to be able to bike 32 miles on that steel <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yeah. So I wanted to make one more statement. I think it's going back to what I said earlier. Um, when we first started was the fact that I know we've been talking about <clears throat> your body shapes and, and all that stuff and, and finding the right exercise and everything. But I, I do really want to make sure you know that uh, if you really enjoy running, but you don't really have a body type for it, it doesn't mean you should stop or feel bad about running or anything like to, along those lines. Um, but probably just, you know, know that you're never going to be, as amazing as someone who's built as a runner. Um, if you're built as a power lifter though, and you enjoy power lifting, uh, you're going to be great at it. But if you're built as a runner, but you're doing power lifting, it's that same thing. You're, if you enjoy it, do it, be, you know, do what you enjoy first. Um, and you're, but you're just never going to be as good as somebody who has the body type for it. It's, you know, so I just, I just want to make sure you know, that I don't feel like I'm, I'm trying to push somebody into, into something that they don't like. It's just sort of being realistic about who you are and what you're doing, right? Yeah, so like you said, search out activities, try them, find one or ones, doesn't have to be one, that you like, uh, and then acknowledge kind of your limitations or, or, or conversely play to your strengths. Uh, like, I mean, you, you might be built for that. Um, there, there are those stories. There's a story of, um, so it's on, I don't know, 60 minutes I'll say before where there was a cyclist, this woman cyclist that uh, picked up the sport really late. Uh, she was in gold and I don't know what she did for exercise before, but uh, she definitely wasn't a cyclist and she picked up the sport and ended up being an Olympic athlete and was just awesome at it. Uh, and so, you know, you never know until you try. And, and you can't use, ah, it's not for my body type. You, you can't use that as an excuse. I mean, some people don't have a body type for anything. And other people seem like they're good at everything. They can just pick it up somehow, right? They're just super athletic. So, um, you know, so you, you can't eliminate yourself and you can't use it as an excuse. But it's, to me, it's more of a consideration that you need to just, yeah. just have. And, I, and just to end on one thing, it's just like, it's, you know, I guess this, this is me anecdotally. It's, it's one, it's one person, um, one data point kind of thing. But I know for me, I tried a lot of different things. And then when I actually started doing activities that was built, that were built for my body type, uh, like I said, I, I got, I did better at them, which made me want to do them more. So 
that's the other aspect of this. Um, uh -huh. And, you know, just to put that out there as well, both sides to that coin. Um, but that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I have to say about it. I believe, I think, I think we've uh, taken that horse and beaten it to death. <laughs> well, like usual, Jeff. Um, so Jeff, you know, um, for, for those listeners that we have out there, um, I, I did you, usually this is the point where I say, Hey, we have a new blog post out, like, uh, take a look, check it out. Uh, but we're going to take a little bit of a hiatus on blog posts on this may help you, uh, because, uh, Jeff is working on, uh, his Phoenix fitness business and web pages. And I'm also working on the science of dieting and, uh, maybe foolishly, I've also, uh, taken up another project. I call the paper database where I want to uh, provide people with uh, basically lists of references to various questions. Um, so uh, how long can I go without eating before my meta metabolic rate drops? Um, what's, you know, what type of results with alternate day fasting can I expect in terms of weight loss? And so to provide people, uh, I'm, I'm gearing it towards professionals uh, on the papers. And so they can interpret the evidence uh, because what I found is that I have this huge collection of papers, like over 6,000 right now. And there's no way that I can ever write all the articles that I want to write. So I'd, I'd rather uh, share with air quotes for a small fee. Um, my my database with people because I, I think it'll be helpful in in saving time and being able to access some of these these uh, references that would be helpful in writing. So uh, we're going to probably be taking a little bit of a break. It doesn't mean that we're not going to you know write some blogs uh, and and get back in the routine. But um, like like everyone else, we're busy and we only have so much time. So um, right. you know we'll we'll still be creating content and and hopefully helpful content. Uh, but it's going to be uh, at Phoenix Fitness and at the Science of Dieting and at the Paper Database. Right. So there you go. So, so Jeff, are, are you going to lead us out now with, with who should I'll listen to the show? Right. So, again, uh, if you like the show, I, uh, we do appreciate you listening. We appreciate it a lot. Uh, please like and share. Share with friends, neighbors, enemies, uh, random people on the street. Um, and we'd, we'd love hearing feedback from you too. If you have any questions, uh, you feel we said something in error or we're just completely and totally off base, uh, feel free to send us a message. At least have something on it that makes sense though. And um, yeah, yeah. Again, thanks for listening and uh, we'll be back soon. All right. Sounds good, Jeff. I'll catch you later. All right. Thanks, Todd. See you we'll later. See you. Yeah, bye-bye.